What's up, Sherpas? I'm excited to be back with another episode of Digital Fortune. Um, today, I'm talking with Doron Vermat, uh, the co-founder and uh, owner of FD.com. Um, FD is a uh, self-brokerage marketplace, predominantly. Um, you can They've got some great for-sale landers, and uh, basically, it's a commission-free um service so it uh, holds a pretty unique place in the market when it comes to landing pages um, we talk about a few things that they've got in the works at the moment as well as a dive into doran's portfolio we talk about io we talk about crypto we talk about nfts of course <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, no, it's a really, really interesting episode and uh, I encourage everyone to uh, listen to the entire thing. It's about 55 minutes long and um, yeah, it's a really, really good one. I enjoyed talking to Doran. Um, so if you enjoy the show, I really uh, appreciate a shout out um, and uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors. Uh, we have four sponsors on the Digital Fortune podcast, uh, not including DNWE. Uh, we have digital. Uh, we have digitalstartup.com. We have dan.com. Uh, we have secretbrokerage.com, and we have domainsmoke.com. Uh, so thanks a lot for uh, to everyone for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, Sherpa Network, and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Fortune Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Doran Vermat. Uh, welcome to the show, Doran. Thanks, Josh. Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me on short notice. That's typically the way that I do things these days. I've been waiting for my invite for you know, for for years. Or, you know, this is. <laughs> here's the thing i um yeah no that's very true i i should have had you on before but here's the thing i try to i try to not have like an overflow of the same people on the same circuit all the time so like when like for example Braden, he goes on brandable insider and then he goes on another one and then i want to have him on the show but i want to talk about fresh things as well right? right so so that we're not like repeating stuff and i feel like it's been a little while since you've been on the circuit so i was like it's a good true. time to get him on the show yeah man good to be here yeah, absolutely. So um, there's lots of things that I want to talk about, um, but you know, let's let's talk a little bit about just the industry in general right now because uh, I feel like that's a good place to start. Everyone is so um, everyone is so kind of caught up in digital. I would say like web. What is it? Web 3.0. Everything's digital. Everyone's talk, making money hand over fist. The market is through the roof. Everything keeps going up what's the deal man like what are you what, what what are you feeling about all of this you it feels kind of surreal right yeah all-time high everything right all time like high said. everything right yeah, yeah. no it, it's been a really strange year uh last year was uh of course uh uh also a uh you know quite a uh, um well i'm not so sure if exciting is the right word but it was quite the year 2020 right uh you know the, the start of the uh, pandemic and then everybody uh, was holding their breath about okay what's going to happen you know we had a month where we hardly saw any sales everyone was like oh man is it going to dry up and then suddenly 
everyone realized, okay, everything is moving online and 2020 turned out to be a pretty damn good year for a lot of domain name investors, right? Um, but this year is just, it's, 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 it's even uh, better because, you know, the pandemic is kind of like ending, but there's all this funny money like kind of floating around and people just kind of buying domain names and, and, and other stuff, not just domain names, but, you know, like NFTs, crypto, uh, houses, everyone is trying to get everything and, uh, you know, outpaying each other. And um, it's, 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 it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, you, you know, we see it um, obviously at uh, FT where we see, uh, you know, a lot of big transactions happening. Uh, traffic is through the roof. Um, but I can also see it in my own personal portfolio. My sales have been uh, already almost exceeded those of 2020. We're only four months into the year. And of course, the, just the people I talk with every day, uh, I think most are seeing the same, you know, you know, the people I talk with every day, everyone is selling. So it's uh, the question is, how long is it sustainable? And, uh, you know, is there a bubble? And if, if there's a bubble, when is it going to pop? Or maybe it's not a bubble and this is just a new normal. Obviously, the last, that's what I'm hoping for. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 there's, there's something that that's doesn't quite feel right to me. Um, I mean, it feels mm. so right, but at the same time, so wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, when what I mean by that is, I, I kind of, I'm, I gotta be transparent. I'm not a big like NFT believer mm. right now. I, I, I get it, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm still not quite there yet. Um, but I've started to buy some NFTs, right. um, selling them, selling them is a, a whole different ball game. I was, I, I tweeted, at um, uh, Alan Dunn the other day and I was cause you know, he's ma like massively into NFTs now, uh, yep. doesn't care about domains anymore. No, just, just kidding. That, Alan. I don't, what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, but the, the, the thing is, is I, I bought a few NFTs and now I've got a, you know, I, I do have to sell them. I mean, I, I get that they're like collector's items and you don't, you know, necessarily buy them to sell them, but I want to see that I am able to sell them. And it's not just right. like the pranksies of the world that are able to sell these things. Um, right. But I, have you bought any NFTs? It's, it's kind of funny because I was actually the uh, earlier this week, I was, you know, uh, in the evening, I was kind of sitting at the kitchen table and, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy one of those board yacht apes, you know, that I've seen you and Morgan Linton just kind of going on and on. I think Shane Coltrane got one. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on OpenSea.io and I'm just going to browse them. And then, all right, I found one I liked. And so I thought, okay, but now I, I need to get, you know, either into open sea and then i had to go to metamask and then all my eaters in the ledger and i was like jesus this is still it's not easy you know to actually you know buy these things and um so in the end i was just like okay i'm pulling it a day like you know but i was kind of like you know i'm looking into it and i do like the idea that you can buy an identity for in the metaverse, you know, that you buy something and it's like uniquely yours and only, you know, you can use it and it can be your avatar or so on. 
but then in the end, I was like, you know, why would I actually pay? Because then you see the price in either, but then it also shows you as dollar price. And I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, you're about to spend like almost 3,000 US dollar on like something you can just like copy paste as well. And it's just like an image. And then so to answer your question, no, I've not yet bought an NFT, but I'm, you know, I want to follow along and I, I'm quite interested in, in, in understanding it. So I'm pretty sure if you ask me a week from now, I'll probably own at least one because I want to kind of understand what it is, how it works, how do you buy them? And also, you know, how do you sell them? I think it's important for us, you know, folks in the, in the domain industry also to kind of have a grasp of what is happening. To have an understanding. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially, especially with yeah. all the domain sales that are coming as a direct result from NFT related, uh, you know, hype. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I, I've got the buying of the pretty much down. I know how to buy them, <laughs> but uh, it's <laughs> just like buy. I said, the, the selling of them is, is, is a whole, a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it was like you said, it would be, you know, the fact that it has the dollar amount in brackets is a little bit scary because, you know, Five of five Ethereum is like sounds okay, but right. you know twenty twenty thousand dollars doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> it's just like I, I I don't know. It it is it's a little bit scary to me. Right. Like how much right. money is being spent on an image? I mean, to to me, it's an image. I mm -hmm. I, I know that's not yeah. what it really that that's not really what it represents. It, rep right. it represents a you know a yeah. unique token, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, my, my fear with this was, okay, what if I, I buy one of the cheaper ones? And then I was like, well, then you probably purchase one that is not really unique and it doesn't really have a lot of resale value. So then I was like, if I buy one, I probably need one you know, with unique characteristics. But then I was like, I don't have a clue which of these apes is the one that, you know, do they all have a cigarette or is there only two with a cigarette? <laughs> You know what I mean? So you also, you got to take your time and study this shit before you just, just, yeah. just, just press purchase. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, you know, especially if you want to buy this an investment, you need to spend a bit of time learning what they are, what makes them unique and which ones are, you know, more rare than others, stuff like that. It's all hundred percent. hundred percent. I think, I think, me. I think yeah. like 101, 101, NFT investing 101 is don't buy the NFT that you think looks cool. Because the one that right, you think looks right. good is probably not the most unique one. You like, like the ones that actually have value are the other, the, the apes and the me bits and the punks that look ridiculous. Um, you know, they've got yeah. like an eye falling out of their head and so, yeah. you know, all, all this other or stuff, wear, but they wear a bra, you know, <laughs> yeah, they wear a bra. <laughs> like it's those ones, those are the ones that have value or they've got yeah. like some crazy skin color, you know, as opposed yeah. to getting the one that you think looks good, because the one that yeah. looks good is the one that's not unique. <laughs> Just like us, right, George? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm not very valuable. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's kind of a job to learn about it. And uh, but yeah, just like it, it, it took me years to really figure out the main things. And I, I think with, with NFTs, there's surely it's a learning curve. But the industry is only like you know, it's less than a year old. So the people who've been learning about it for like a year, they're like the they're like already the, the OGs. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, such a, new, it's a whole new thing, whole new industry. Oh yeah, um, you are basically an OG if you start if you started any time in 2020, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, 
Um, let's let's talk let's talk domains. You know, yeah. you mentioned that you're already you're already having a better year than what you had last year, and then I don't know, was last year your best year ever? So yeah, I just had to kind of think a little bit, but then it it did help. I sp- I did a podcast with Keith in September last year in 2020 and uh that was just when i hit like 100k in sales for the year and that was my uh, best year so those uh, 2020 was my first year i had 100k in sales on my own personal portfolio and i think i ended the year probably doing 120 130k or so which was for me uh, a really good year so when i look back at uh so far this year so we're like now four and a half months into the year I've sold 38 domains and um, the total is uh, already 108,000 something. So I'm pretty much already at the, at uh, the same, no, you know, the same number of sales that I was last year, September, and we're only kind of like four months into the year. Um, so yeah, it, it's been exceptional for me because I, I have, you know, relatively small portfolio and, you know, it's just something I kind of do on the side. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you say small portfolio, you're, is that well, like 500 yeah, names? Yes. No, I, I'm at about a thousand names. So okay. it's, I, I'd say it's, it's medium. It's, I think for a lot of medium folks, size. they say that that's a pretty big portfolio. Yeah. yeah I'm at about a thousand names. Yeah. And um, how many how many of your names are uh, alt extensions? So anything other than .com? Uh, I think I own about four hundred .coms. So I'd okay. say forty percent of the portfolio is .com, and the rest is alt. Yeah, and then uh, I'm I'm fairly heavy on uh, .co and .io. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, if I had spoken to you two years ago, or like you know, that will that will be ninety percent, ninety percent dot com two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. I just sent out a tweet and I was like, unpopular opinion, um, uh, for a lot of end users, dot io is the final destination, meaning they're not meaning they're not actually concerned with upgrading to dot com ever. Um, Right, right, and people, 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 a lot of people won't agree with that. But sure. I don't know. I think it's re- I think it's reality. Maybe, maybe not .co. I feel like .co. You're always looking to to upgrade to a .com if you can. But yeah. .io has some uniqueness to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've sold uh, .io and uh, dot, .co to companies who moved from a two or three word .com to one word .co or one word .io, and. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, uh, they would love to have the one word .com, but if that's already in use, then the .io is most likely, or the .co is most likely the end destination for them, especially if they make a rebrand. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I've sold, I've sold quite a few .ios to um, previous, previous .com uh, users. Um, yeah, it seems like a pretty popular move, especially mm. with a company that's just looking to like, I would say like modernize themselves a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a signal of, Hey, we're, we're here and we, we know what's, yeah. what's going on. Right. I'm just kind of thinking about some examples I, I can share, but then I realized one of the very first .io that I sold uh, was to a company that rebranded from Emoji with a G, so E M O G, 
i.com to uh, holler.io. So I sold them holler, uh, H-O-L-L-E-R.io. So they, they went from like uh, uh, .com to, to .io. And uh, that was one of the first um, .io's that I actually sold. And then I think just uh, two weeks ago or so, I sold uh, uh, a .co to a company that went from like a free word.com, like some, uh, some financial services company. Hmm. And um, so there, there are also people upgrading from .com to .io or .co because they just want to go sweet and short. They want to have a one word there. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, of course, um, uh, a lot of people won't uh, agree with that, um, but they also <laughs> are very heavy on the .com, the portfolio. If I own 90 percent.coms then i would probably say the same but i i, I started to diversify um yeah around two and a half years ago and um it's been really good for me i think uh, a big part of uh, my current uh, revenues is 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 coming from that diversification on the portfolio you know yeah um, yeah well i mean i'm like i would say hmm 90%.com still and I've I've kind of had a slower month I think I've only had like five sales but four of them were .io so like right. what does that what does that tell you about like what's selling at the moment you know maybe my maybe my IOs are just a lot better than my .coms and I just don't know how to pick out the .coms I but you know there <laughs> it's also yeah pricing pricing um, yeah because what what I've been seeing is that a, a lot of the dot coms I, I got i mean they're, they're pretty good but i had to pay so much for them in a, in in the in the in, in the in the wholesale market yeah i have to price them fairly high because otherwise i can't even 10x them or 5x them but with a lot of these dot io dot co's that i've acquired over the years i've paid like less than 100 bucks so if i price them you know two and a half k or 2.995 then i I, I do much more than 10x, but they are still really reasonably priced. So mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons I sell so many of them is also because they are uh, well-priced and they have a bin. And a lot of my .coms, I just need to sell them for more because I've paid so much more for them because uh, you know they, they go so high in auctions. Now, this uh, theory, I think, it, it is correct, but it, it doesn't hold much longer because a good .io and good .co are going for a lot now at auction mm. too. Mm. So people who go who get into that market now also need to price them higher to kind of make the same returns. For sure. So, I mean, just but, in the last like three to four months, I would say, you know, last year when a .io went to like 4K or 5K at auction, I was like, wow, you're overpaying, man. Like that's right. that's intense. Now, like four or five k is for for a good .io uh, right. is is like you know a good deal because you've got yeah. you know Andy Booth, James Booth, uh, some of the other you know OGs out there paying you know ten thousand, seven thousand, right. six thousand for for these .ios, but and you know they're doing so because they see the they see the value, right? So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of happy that even when that market really exploded and more and more investors came into the IO and to a certain extent dot, dot co, I started to just pay up at auctions. I, 
I kept mm. just racing my proxies and trying to outbid folks. So I was kind of confident about the market. So even when, you know, you say, oh, last year I thought it was crazy to pay three, four K. still remember I bought like heel.io. Um, yeah, I that was a good like name. That was, that, was a, that was a good buy. Yeah, everyone was like, whoa, you were the highest bidder on that. That's crazy. You pay three and a half K for like the IO. And now, you know, I think I can probably just sell that for 10K to another investor because everyone wants those type of words, you know, in the yeah. IO. Yeah. 100%. Especially since now they're selling regularly high five figures, you know. I think yeah. more sales reported this year in five figures for the IO than all the previous year combined. It's just, it's just suddenly like off the chart yeah 100 the thing the only thing is is that you know these high sales i think like i i'm literally i want to say 100 of the time they're going to crypto companies <laughs> like like literally nearly every single time maybe not 100 but it, it sure feels that way i know that uh josh uh josh showing just sold ruby.io for eighty-eight thousand dollars. that went to a crypto company yeah. Um, obviously, metaverse.io, meta.io, avatar, yeah, all yeah. of those. Yeah, I think a lot of them go to crypto companies. Uh, I, the ones I sell, I see them end up with a, a variety of different buyers. They're all tech companies, but I've sold to like uh, recruitment software companies. Uh, uh, but yeah, looking at those really uh, this year so far, the, the those that have been reported really high five figures or even six figures, I think they're all crypto related. So it's it's definitely fueling a lot of these big sales. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So you said you had you've had like what fifty sales this year? Is that what you said? No, I did um, to date uh, thirty eight sales so far this year. Okay. And from from these sales, I um, I, I looked at the quick breakdown and I did nineteen dot io, so exactly kind of half of everything I've sold so far this year is dot io. Um, yeah, in terms of revenue, it's a bit less, around forty percent of of the revenue so far this year from dot io. But about one out of every two sales so far this year has been a dot io for me. Yeah. Okay, and then the rest are a mix between dot com and dot co. Yeah, so for, so this year, 19.io, 9.co, 7.com, and uh, uh, .org, and uh, two others, two other alts, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and what are the yeah. what are the other what are the other alt extensions? That you're uh, at? I've I've sold uh, uh, .vc as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, .vc. So, yeah, I mean so, the dot .vc is is actually pretty popular. There's there's a bunch of dot .vc sales that are happening as well. To totally, and uh, it's one of those extensions I think uh, has has a place. Uh, yeah. What I did a while ago is um, uh, from my D and Geek days. I mean, as as you probably know, I've sold D and Geek to. Yeah, congrats on that. So congrats on the sale. I, I managed to get out of the, the exhausting life of a, of, a, of a publisher in the domain space. <laughs> uh, good luck, Sean. Um, but, um, you know, I, I still have a Crunchbase Pro subscription because I use that to kind of, uh, you know, analyze uh, startup data, you know, for d Geek. And I'll probably keep the subscription because it's really, really, really handy. So what I did a while ago is you can just go onto Crunchbase and you can uh, say, I just want to see the 100, uh, 100 venture capital 
companies that have been started since 2020, for example, and they will just spit out a list and you can export it to Excel, including their domain names. And to my surprise, um, from the, the last hundred venture capital companies that, that was founded in the last 12 months or so, um, I think more than half of them is using a .vc. Wow. And then um, another 20% or so is using a .venture uh, uh, TLD. So, and there was, so .com was like you know, less than 35% or so. Pretty much wow. like more, more than half is, is just going for .vc. And of course, the number of venture capital companies in the world is very small compared to, um, you know, it's just, it's not like, but they need domain names and they usually want to have this, you know, one word, uh, powerful meaning kind of domains. And I think most of the, the VCs are actually taken by investors. And I think all of them that are expiring are also being snapped up at the moment. I think yeah. it's been a good extension for a lot of investors. I only own like a handful of them, but uh, uh, yeah, some people have done well with them. Yeah. 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 No, and definitely. That's the, I saw, I saw the a couple real, of that's a real. That's a real use case. That's a real end user adoption. It's not like uh, it's not hyped by a registry or something like that. It's, 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 it's being used. You see it everywhere. If you, if you read uh you know, startup news, if you read about uh, VCs, then you'll, you'll bump in the extension all the time. If you go on Twitter, you go to VCs, tw Twitter account, you know, big chance you can see a .VC domain name. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, VC, VC is cool. Um, I, I, th I think it looks cool as well. I think it makes sense for a VC. Um, yeah, the, the only, the only th negative drawback that I really have you know, some trouble getting past on the alt extensions is just email leakage. I just feel like people are not quite there yet in terms of, um, right. you know, when I say, hey, my email is josh at uh, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, with a VC, right? You don't want to go like send a term sheet or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Um, but, you know, I think we're kind of moving to, a new normal in which like younger people they you know who go online now uh look at the crypto uh industry if you go to a uh, coin market cap and you would look at the top 100 cryptos in terms of market capitalization uh less than 30 percent of them uses .com you know, it's like .org. .org is super popular. You know, Bitcoin is Bitcoin.org. Ethereum is .org. Cardano. Polkadot is on .network. Like, all of these cryptos are like different extensions. .io, hardly any .com. So, you know, a lot of folks, they get, they, they, it's getting more and more, I think, uh, common uh, for uh, sites to have different endings and, uh, uh Surely a lot of people don't want to hear that uh, .com always will remain king, right? Everyone would love to have that .com, but, you know, um, very often these are off the market. So what, so what are you going to do, right? You go for something else that, that, that kind of works. Or you go for sure. a really long .com, dot .com with multiple words in it or a hyphen or, you know. But so like it's, it's changing, it's changing. Open OpenSea.io. Um, they I've seen OpenSea.com. I think it had like a buy it now price for less than hundred k. Right. Um, For real? 
Yeah, I okay, think so. so. OpenSea and is the NFT marketplace, right? You're talking yeah, about. and I mean, yeah. I mean, they they can definitely afford to buy their .com right. at this point. Um, I just don't. I, I guess like at this point for them, it's kind of like oh, it's a nice to have. We don't mm. need it. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's that's some interesting stuff. What was your what was your uh, your highest sell so far this year? Um, so I didn't really had any uh, big sales or like outlier sales, but uh, the highest sale so far for me this year was actually .com. So uh, yep. I think that's good. It's looking good for .com. So yeah. I sold uh, financemedia.com and I sold that for thirteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, that was in February of this year. Um, that was listed uh, for a bit more, but it was negotiated. And uh, that, was, that was actually the highest sale of the year. And that's a domain I bought probably four or five years ago. So it's like a long hold. And, uh, now, did yeah. you negotiate that yourself or was that through a broker? That, or That went through Afternik broker, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. and uh, Afternik has been extremely strong for me already last year uh, this year too i don't send traffic to to afternic i don't park with them but uh, just having the domains listed with afternic and get that in the registration path with godaddy namecheap and all the big registrars is like it's a must-have in my opinion if you don't do afternic you're, you're missing out on a lot of revenue yeah mm. yeah so out of the 38 sales that you had this year how many of those were commissionless sales meaning you didn't have to pay anyone. Uh, I'd say probably about half. Uh, one of my, uh, uh, what I do a lot these days is um, I, I, I use FT, obviously, for a lot of my landing pages. Mm -hmm. Get the, the lead in or the offer, and then I transact through them at mm -hmm. uh, 5%. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not completely commissionless, but for me, because I do a lot of uh, volume in the, in the basically the sweet pricing range, two and a half thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars sales. And uh, the way I see it, having a frictionless transaction that closes quickly and without any hiccups or a lot of work on my end is worth 5%. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to bring the lead yourself to Dan. So we have an integration with FD. So if you integrate with Dan, then somebody can just click buy it now. Or if you negotiate a sale, you can just kind of import the lead, right? With Dan, just like you guys do with DNWE. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to be a hardcore escrow.com user. So far this year, I have not processed a single sale through escrow.com. Uh, I've gone through uh, Dan.com for all my sales. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, 
if I get a, uh, if, if I negotiate on one of my best names and we're talking about high uh, five figure sale or a six figure sale, of course, I will use escrow.com because I don't want to pay 5% on those kind of mm -hmm. numbers. But uh, for me, uh, a setup that has uh, really accelerated my, uh, my sales volume and revenues over the last couple of years, it's really the combination of having your own lenders and use dan.com to kind of uh, close transactions, basically use them as an escrow agent or like a checkout, buy it now, checkout, and then um, uh, also list on Afternic. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think Afternic is, is every 10 sales or so, I do four or sometimes five, perhaps even, I'd say probably 40% of my sales are through Afternic. And that's without sending them any traffic. So that, that really shows how incredibly powerful their distribution network is. Mm. And um, I always list domains on Afternic about 10 to 15% higher in terms of the bin. Mm. And still Afternic is moving a lot of inventory. That kind of goes to show that a lot of people don't even look at the landing page. They just go mm. to namecheap.com or, you know, Gandhi or their favorite registrar. They type in the domain and say, oh, it's premium price. Well, you know, whatever, I'll just buy it. They just buy it for the registrar. Mm. I think if you're uh, a domain investor whose strategy is to move inventory and buy it now, uh, Afternic is a must, is a must have. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I definitely agree with you on on that. I think that their registration path uh, is so vast across so many different registrars that you just you're just missing out on too many sales, uh, especially if you've got a lot of names with with buy it now prices. Um, I I use uh, you know most of my names uh, inventory type names I have uh, at Dan, but I also have a bunch of names at FD. Honestly. I break it up depending on what name, what what registrar the domain name ends at. So some registrars right. are automatically set to have Dan name servers, and some of them are automatically set to have FD name servers, etc. Uh, right. But I had a uh, I had a buy it now through the FD landing page that I didn't even know was through the FD landing page because I just got the Dan I got the Dan email come up, and then I went back right. and looked and I saw but that it was saw a, the invoice and you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, it was only five so, percent instead of nine. Yeah, right. yeah. I saw yeah. it was only five percent instead of nine. I was like, oh, that must have been a, an FD name, and yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nice because yeah. I was like, oh, that's a you know. Yeah. I I got all of that. <laughs> yeah. What's kind of cool is I think uh, a few weeks ago I saw backend.org and I bought that of DNWE. So shout out to you and uh, and Double J. Um, <laughs> And then it's sold through its FT landing page, but also directly through the, the bin, through the damn checkout. So I just had it listed at, I don't know, like 2,995 or something. And then it just, it just sold. And uh, yeah, those sales are great because, you know, you, you pay only 5% commission, which is, yeah, it's more than escrow.com. But it, if, if a buyer hasn't used escrow.com, like often, you know, it can take uh, quite a few days and that is... Uh, if everything goes smooth and a lot of instances uh, last year or so when I was actively using them, I, it just didn't went smooth enough for me. And uh, as uh, someone who runs the business as you know, the main, the main part of my day. And then I rather spend time uh, doing something fun with my daughter at the end of the day than mm -hmm. guiding someone through uh, an escrow process or like, yeah. you know, faxing in documents or signing, you know, you know, paperwork and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So 100%. for me, uh, I happily pay 5% for someone who, who, who takes away all the, you know, the headache out of uh, my domaining. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, the smaller transactions, I don't think escrow.com is set up, you know, the process just isn't set up for those type of names. Um, yeah. I agree. It's not, it's yeah. not worth it. It, it kind of depends if a buyer has used them before it's very smooth i've had transactions closed within 48 hours as well with escrow.com is that yeah. possible but uh yeah if you have like uh like a bin strategy like me with with quite a you know bunch of names you know right now now i sell like a couple every week you know you just don't want to spend too much time on it yeah yeah yeah, agreed. So uh, you guys recently started, uh, you know, announced your partnership with Saw. So uh, FD customers are able to, um, they're able to assign leads to Saw, the Saw team. And, uh, yeah. the, and, and hopefully some of those are going to Yogi Solanke. That guy's a, a machine, but, but they, and, and they get to work those deals. And right. yeah. Um, yeah, tell me how that's going and what the kind of what the, uh, what yeah. the process is and what the commission is, etc. Yeah. Well, Yogi is definitely working those deals because I knew from one of our sellers that Yogi was working on his lead. Oh, really? Uh, so it's, it's, it's really cool that uh, Jeff and Amanda you know, gave him an opportunity to work there. Yeah. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, that we're going to, I think we're going to hear a lot from him over the next coming years. And uh, so, yeah, uh, the partnership with Saw.com is, is kind of like what's exciting for us because we, you know, FT is really, we're the leading uh, platform for for sellers who do not want to pay commission. Do you understand? You know, I mean, yeah. you use FT. You probably put names on FT that are high value. You don't want to pay commission on. You know, maybe lower end stuff or bin stuff. You put on Dan.com. But a lot of our sellers, you know, we got more than a thousand paying customers. They use FT because they are pretty um, experienced domain name investors and. Uh, they know how to uh, negotiate a deal and uh, close a deal. So when we started this partnership, it was we were kind of like, okay, how is this going to work out? Right? Are people interested in it? Um, so that's what we did first. We, we we had a beta and we invited people to to apply for it. And to our surprise, we had like probably one third of all FT sellers who opted in for that. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, we knew there's like a healthy appetite still from our users to you know, explore at least the option to, to, to assign some leads to, to another broker who, to, to work uh, on it on their behalf. So the way it's been set up that, uh, you, you know, if you get a lead in with an FT, you can just click on a button that says send to broker. You can give it a, a target sales price and a floor price. So the target sales price is what you ideally want for the domain. And the floor price is the minimum amount that you would be willing to sell the domain name for. Uh, for. Um, then you can also add a, a note for the broker. So if you've already spoken with the buyer or you maybe did some research and you, you, you know, you have some intel on the buyer um, or, you know, anything you want to tell the broker, you can add in the note. Then uh, you send it off and it goes basically straight into the salt.com CRM and it's it's assigned to one of the brokers on the team uh, so it's either Brooke uh, Rob Yogi uh, they have a Chinese guy called Kevin I think I think they currently have five brokers on the team and that's not including Jeff and Amanda so I think it's already one of the larger teams in our industry one of the larger brokerage teams in the industry 
um, and um, so it's assigned to one of the brokers. Then uh, the broker will kind of you know get back to you whenever they uh, get the lead to acknowledge they have the lead. Then uh, once they've spoken to the buyer, they'll give you an update, and you know that that's kind of how it process from there. If they successfully close uh, a deal for you, you pay fifteen percent commission. Okay. Uh, that's including any any escrow fee or that that's really a flat commission. Uh, and then Sol will uh, handle the escrow and uh, pay you the basically pay you minus the fifteen percent. Yeah, that's how it works. And um, yeah, at the beginning we were like, okay, who's going to use this, right? Because so many people use FT because they really want to self broker. And uh, I think FT is really you know the leading self brokerage system platform that there currently is, especially now. Uni Registry is is moving away from self-brokerage on the platform. Um, And what we saw at the beginning is is that a lot of sellers, uh, I didn't expect this, but Jeff uh, Gabriel, who used to uh, manage uh, the brokerage team at Uniregistry, probably the biggest brokerage team in the industry at the time, or maybe after Nick has a bigger team, but Uniregistry had an enormous brokerage team back in the days when Jeff was mm. running it. So Jeff already kind of prepped me for this. He said, you know, once you get started, what most sellers do, they will just kind of like, uh, kind of throw you, uh, basically give you the scraps, right? At the beginning, mm. you know, like the $10 offer from an Indian IP or just a very old lead that you've emailed yourself 20 times, no reply. Or, you know, just kind of like a lot of that wood is coming through at the beginning. And basically what he said, well, don't worry about that. We're just going to work as hard on that as well. And, uh, you know, obviously if, if, a, if a lead is, is non-existent or that, they will just kind of close that and tell the seller, you know, this is, this is not like a proper lead. Uh, we can't do much. But um, the way it works, you got to earn the trust of the seller. You got to mm. show that you're willing to roll up your sleeves, that you can work hard, that you're professional, uh, and uh, that you can uh, follow up and close the and close the the deal for them, right? Mm. And when that starts happening right now, we're like two two months in or so, uh, we've had multiple uh, sales closed, and then what you see is that sellers see, hey, these guys really can help me, you know, uh, close deals uh, better than I do. Or for a higher dollar amount than, than than I normally do, and then what you see is that they start sending better quality leads. Yeah. So then they start sending suddenly also the lead that comes in today, or with the five thousand dollar opening offer instead of the ten dollar opening offer, and uh, that's what we're starting to see now, and we think it will just grow month over month. But uh, I've been extremely pleased with. Um, how Jeff and Amanda and their team has working on uh, the leads that our sellers have given them so far. And the feedback from sellers has been really good on the communication and uh, the level of uh, professionalism from their team. And, um, you know, I just kind of realized it takes time and you kind of need to educate sellers on, you know, uh, what to expect, uh, manage, you know, manage expectations. And, you know, you just got to deliver results and then it will grow. It will start growing. Yeah. Mm. Because the the moment you, yeah. 
I like that. I think that's really good. You know, I, I think that people with larger portfolios, it can really benefit, uh, you know, to, to utilize this. I mean, you're basically utilizing a, a fully trained, you know, sales team for 15% of your sales. Right. Um, I mean, I've used it myself so far. So I've sent a couple of leads to them. Nothing has closed, but um, the instances in which I've sent a lead to them is one of them. I had a buyer who came in with a pretty strong opening offer, but he just didn't want to move up from there. So we were still like, he opened with 6,000 or 5,000. I wanted 15 and he just didn't want to come up from that five, but he came in with a strong opening offer and he's a real estate broker in the U S and he, he was kind of cocky with me. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't want to get into this pissing fight with the guy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, this guy kind of pisses me off. He's like, this high, <laughs> high, high, you know, this big swing dick, like property agent from the US. And he wanted to buy his surname, which I own, you know, for some reason it's a Dutch surname, but this American guy who has that surname. So I, I exchanged a few emails and then I was like, okay, this is not going anywhere because we're, we're not, you know, you, the, the tone was set and it was, it was not friendly. And I was like, okay, I'll just send it to Saul. And then uh, Brooke Hernandez, she took over from me. And she had several phone calls with the guy already. And she got him actually to get up a couple thousand higher. I've still not agreed to sell it, but I would probably already like given the guy a finger. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, you know what I mean? On your way, the, the price is now, is now 30,000. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, and, you know, Jeff explained this to me the biggest enemy of many sellers is just their ego emotions, gets yeah. in the way and emotions get in the way. And yeah. uh, even if you're a great sales guy, um, you know, you can get emotional about your own domains, sure. you know, they're like your For babies sure. and just removing yourself from that conversation and getting someone who does this for a living can just result in, 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 in bigger sales and more sales. And then that 15% is, is you can still get it off the top and still make, go home with a lot more money. Um, so I urge everyone to try it and, uh, you know, you don't have to go in with your biggest, best leads right away, but also don't go in with, uh, you know, the $10 offer from uh, the guy that's actually looking to buy Viagra instead of, interested because <laughs> that's also what you have right you get yeah, some people sure. they think oh, i'm just going to send it just in case it might be a buyer but i mean don't do that either right yeah, yeah, yeah uh, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. where we are we're kind of like educating our sellers um and we're working with soul also to, to to see how they can improve on some of the communications and updating the sellers because if you send a lead you also want to know what's going on right so for sure but if you send 20 leads, you don't want to hear everything. You don't want to get 20 updates a day. Like, oh, I made a phone call. You didn't pick up. So we kind of try to find out what's the right, uh, you know, balance. The right balance. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that, that's that's interesting. I hope that, you know, over the next uh, six months or so, the, the year kind of like speeds up and you, you guys get a little bit more insight into how that's going. I think it will go well. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that... Uh, it sounds to me like now, like you said, self-brokerage at uni is going away. So FD has its place there. And then being able totally. to assign leads and get like some information about the leads isn't actually that common because you you get no insight into what Afternic is doing. If you've got, you know, the if you're using Afternic brokers for your landing pages. So 
I, I you know, I think that, I think there's certainly a, there's certainly a place in the market for what you guys are doing there. I like it. Totally. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a great added feature. Of course, I think FD will always be, you know, people come to us because they want to have their own landing pages or a marketplace. They want to have full access control. To, yeah. To, to, to the data, they want to see what is the IP of the person who's making the offer, what's the email, what's the phone number, and all that stuff is, you know, no other marketplace is doing that because they are in, they, they handle the transaction, so they don't want to give the email address or mm. the phone number of the buyer to uh, some marketplaces give the IP, which is already great. I think if a marketplace doesn't even give you the IP or the location of where the offer is coming from, then it's absolutely just pointless to use yeah. them because you don't know who you're negotiating with, right? For yeah. sure. I know. I agree with you. So um, I know that we, we, you and I have talked a, l- a little bit about this personally, and there's a lot of people that use uh, card landing pages or just like various different landing pages so that they can just, you know, somewhat make it look like a domain is not for sale. Right. Uh, like maybe look like make it look like it's developed or like it's an old website from the 90s that is mm-hmm. you know just basically they don't want to say that the domain is for sale especially right. on high-end domains because they feel like that subtracts from their ability to get full value yeah. um, so I know that you guys at FD are working on a bunch of new landing pages to kind of cater towards that why don't you talk a little bit about that as well because yeah, I'm, su- I'm super excited about that because I want to use them. <laughs> it, it's, it's actually a really fun project. And, and uh, you know, partly thanks to you and, and uh, also uh, uh, Nichols Zengvi and Joshua Sh- uh, uh, Schoen for making some suggestions, right? Uh, because what we also knew is, like what you said, sometimes it kind of pays off to uh, play hard to get and make yeah. your domain name look like it's not for sale. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not on the market. And you wanna have buyers uh, have to work a little bit harder to kind of get in touch with you and um, don't make it so easy for them so that you can kind of you know, maximize the, 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 the deal size when you sell the domain. And I think a lot of the biggest uh, domains that are actually for sale, they are kind of put that way on like a yeah. crappy WordPress template or, or yeah. a card lender. But the issue with that is if you have hundreds or thousands of domains, you can't put sites on it like all of them because the one is going to take you a lot of time too. It's going to also be expensive. Um, so then we thought, you know, why don't we just, uh, launch a series of lenders, well, kind of for sale lenders at FT that uh, look like, um, you know, uh, abandoned sites. And then yeah. there's still the functionality for people to kind of uh, go through a contact form and then just feed straight into your FT uh, dashboard as, a, as an inquiry with the IP, the email, the phone number of the buyer. So you have all the great stuff from FT, but the buyer thinks it's like some old abandoned project or something. So <laughs> um, Lionel was in the office actually this morning. He showed me uh, the first mock-ups he made during his holiday last week, and they, they look fantastic. Um, so one of them is going to be called a 404, which is basically, it looks like kind of like a, you know, like a broken uh, page that you land on, but then it has the domain name and the email address and, and, and a form. And then uh, um, uh, we're going to do binds with an uh, animated GIF with an under construction sign. And um, uh, these will look exactly as the old like GeoCity 
pages that I think Andy Boot uh, was talking about when he did the show with you. So yeah. it, it, it has it has this like GeoCities vibe, so straight up 90s sides. And, um, and the great thing is uh, you can just roll these out for a part of your FD portfolio of all of them without the need for like putting up hosting on all of them or creating email addresses for all of them. You can just put this on a whole part of your portfolio, just update the name servers and um, you can choose. We're probably going to do four different uh, of these pages and um, uh, we're pr pretty far uh, with the development. Lionel told me this is the, the best uh, development I've ever done because I don't even have to think about the pages being scaling on mobile and stuff. The shitter looks... Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Um, it's gonna... We're gonna call the series hard to get. And uh, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, to be honest, I also think it works because uh, this is more for people who have uh, domains that are not by now. Mm -hmm. That uh, you might want to you know, play a, bit, a little bit harder on in terms of uh, you don't want to get everyone who might be interested to send an inquiry. No, you only want those people who really want the domain to kind of reach out to you and mm -hmm. make an inquiry. Um, and um, I think uh, for some people, uh, these are going to be very popular lenders because we already have a lender on FT that is quite old. It doesn't look fantastic in my opinion. And it's called, uh, we, we, we made it for the Indian market. So it's called the INDRP uh, landing page. And it just yeah. says, contact, contact us. us for yeah. business increase. And it's, it's a terrible lender to be fair, but it doesn't have a make offer field or anything. So people go there and I think, oh, this is just some old business website. And you will be surprised. A lot of the really, really high value portfolios on FT use these lenders, like some of the biggest names that are actually out there on the market, because these people don't want to put like a big for sale banner on it. They're just like, you know, just come in. If you really want to buy it, then Contact people will. Us. Yeah. They'll, they'll come I like, I like that lender. I actually use the, uh, the Fresco uh, INDRP one. So the, the, the newer ah, yeah. version of that one. Right, it looks it looks more modern, but it also has this contact us. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, we're we're working on on uh, on adding these new templates, and there will be uh, there will be live before the end of the month, so you can soon use them. And uh, of course, once they go live, we'll put out a, a a blog post, and everyone can just go and check them out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome! Yeah, that, that is a lot of fun. All right, cool. Um, Okay, well, before we wrap up, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We, I could, I, there's probably a, another hour or so that I could chat to you for, but I can't do that because I got to get on with things as well. Um, yeah. And I don't want to, and I don't, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. But is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, not really. You know, <laughs> I, I, I do like the new uh, format. You know, with the fleshy uh, domain Sherpa. Uh, you know intro and everything oh yeah with the golden coins and the gold bars and stuff it's, <laughs> it's pretty gangster so yeah man keep it up and uh uh yeah i just gotta find what i've got to do i've got to find more uh more investors uh to talk to um so that we don't have the same people on the circuit all the time so 
get more people coming into right, the industry right. and start having some success yeah. and uh, I'll invite you on the show and we can talk. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's so many people we both know that we would love to get on and talk, but they just don't talk. Right. You oh know, yeah. Um, I've got so many, public, got right? so many private messages to guys in my <laughs> network and, and I'm like, Hey, like it would be really good to hear from you one time. Right. And they're like, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I don't want to tell people what I'm doing. And honestly, right. a lot of the, I don't blame them. It's completely cool. I think, I think the privacy is actually, got pretty important um yeah. unfortunately for me that ship has sailed um but <laughs> too, but, it's too late i mean yeah you know i'm only here to to to, to pitch ft otherwise i would have just turned <laughs> it down to no but you know i i i i totally understand uh there's so many there, there's not a lot in it for a lot of people to kind of come out and share secrets right so yeah for sure um I'm, I'm to be sure. fair, I share, I share uh, like with my own personal stuff. I share a lot less than I used to. I used to share a lot. Like, right. In in fairness, there is not a lot of, of, of uh, like you don't get anything from 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 sharing these things. In fact, you hurt yourself. You do hurt yourself. Like you know, like you I started talking a lot about .co and .io last year on Twitter and like various little investments, and so did a lot of other people. And look what happened. The market like just went like this. Yeah, because everyone yeah. started investing in it. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely uh, true. Um, but in the end, I, I think for me, when I I, I got started, I I, I binge watched uh, Domain Sherpa, you know, uh, uh, and that helped me so much. So mm. it is nice, I guess, uh, to kind of give back a little bit if if you can, and hopefully yep. some people who hear this they think, oh, all right, you know, maybe I should come on and. And talk to Josh. So come on, if you you know who I'm talking about, if this <laughs> just get on the show, guys. Yeah. And girls, because there's a couple of girls we love to have on here too, right? Oh, there there is. There is some of the, some of them yeah. I think are just are just a little shy. It's like a Andy as well. Andy Booth, he's just he's shy. Like he was once he once he was on here, he was like, All right, now I feel now I'm feeling good. But it's just get it's just getting that first step. And I understand. Right. I, I honestly I'm not a big fan of of getting on uh, live air and getting on the mic and all that kind of thing. But once you get going, it's, it's all right. Good. No need to be scared boys. And girls. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, even, even like people like uh, Doran, it's not, it's not your native language and you still managed to do <laughs> it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Took me years though. Took me years. <laughs> all right. Well, all I right, really mate. appreciate you jumping on, man. It's really great speaking to you. Um, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. Okay. Totally. Thanks. Man. All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Shopper Network. And uh, thanks, everyone who listens to the Digital Fortune podcast. I will be back again with uh, another guest soon. Actually, Reza from Dan will be coming on soon once uh, Dan 2.0 is, is launched. Um, so hopefully, maybe next week. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, thanks. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for joining Doran. And uh, we'll uh, see you again next week. <laughs>